Chris, you know how, you know, June, they call it June gloom, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, your Oakland Athletics are 12-2 and two in the month of June, so we're changing that son of a bitch to June. Boom! Opposite month, bitch. Opposite Ugh. month. That's what's Girl. up. That's what's fucking up. Um, what was it? You said 12-2? and 12-2 in June. Can you name the two losses? I just looked, so it's cheating. It Damn was it. One. Hold on. Let me think if I can think of it then. Okay, okay. Okay. So we lost one against... It was the last series. It was not Arizona. Oh, we lost one against against the Angels in the first series in the month, right? Oh, no, that no. was in May. Fuck. Yes. Oh, my God. Seattle? No. All right, I'm not going to win this game, so go ahead. Uh, we dropped the first game against Kansas City in Oakland. That's right. I forgot about that. And then... Uh, they dropped the third game in Colorado when Herman Marquez just shut them down. That's right. And Cap had no run support. He only gave up three runs. He had no run support. I remember in that Colorado. now. Yeah, yeah, in Colorado. Yeah, in Colorado. In Colorado. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Touche. Julio, guess where I, I guess. Hmm, how do I word this? What Guess where I'm sitting right now. I'm sitting to a landmark of uh, a um, organization. Well, I gave it away. A entity that we absolutely hate. And guess how close I am to that entity. It's the Astro Stadium? Yeah, I'm right across the street from it. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. It's gross. There was a game today, and me and my coworkers, we went to a restaurant down the street to go get dinner before, you know, the restaurants closed. And they had probably 10, no, 13 to 14 TVs. And um, so let's say they had 14 TVs. 13 of them were on the Astros-Rangers game. One of them was on the the playoff basketball game. It made no sense at all. Well, playoff basketball doesn't exist for Houston anymore. So I think that's what it is. And I also think that people in Texas just don't give a shit about basketball. So they're just like, fuck it. But also, once the Astros start shitting again, they're not going to give a shit about the Astros. So I don't know. We'll Anyways. What? All right. Welcome to this week's edition of the Telltale Gang. <laughs> Unless Chris had something else to say. Well, I, I, had, a, I had a question to rebuttal to that. Um, it okay, was, go ahead. Um, uh, do you think – we, me and my coworkers were talking about this today – Houston specifically. I know Texas is like a football state, but Houston specifically, wh- what sport would you consider that a state of? Like, you know, like like California, I mean, I don't know. I guess you could argue it, but I would say California is a baseball state. You know, New York is a basketball state. Um, Alabama is a football state. What would you consider, or I don't know, what would you consider Houston? Just Houston. The I city guess of state, Houston itself. I guess state was the wrong way. City. Um I don't know. And honestly, you can make the argument that like basketball is just as important in California as baseball is, and soccer too. Like, you yeah. know, soccer is not a popular sport. Well, what like about a, the what, what about the Bay Area? The Bay Area probably I would say probably um Bay Area, prob- dude, I don't know. Probably, That's hard. Yeah. How many look how many football stars have come out of the Bay Area? Okay, well, Houston. What what would you think Houston is? Okay, back Be- to Houston. Um oh god. Probably football still. 
Because like I, I don't, think just, the Texans have never been really like good enough. I would think to well, think yeah, that they well, would like have that's much. That's their of, fault. We weren't we yeah. weren't like cognitively functional in football when the Oilers were around. But I'd imagine they used to lose their shit over Warren Moon throwing like fifty thousand yards a game or whatever he used to do. Yeah, he's like it's insane that that he it took so long for him to get in the Hall of Fame because he's so fucking good. Um, all right, a, interesting. I know, Cause, cause, I know why, but I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, we all know why. Um, uh, my coworker, it took so long for him to get to the NFL too, for that for that reason. Uh, my coworker was saying um, they're like Baylor, Baylor football and Baylor basketball. Oh yeah, because yeah, be, like, they care more about college sports than they do their pros because they're because Baylor's so successful. But anyway, this is a baseball podcast, so let's talk about baseball. What do we got this week, Chris? All right, so this week. Um, it looks like there is a very interesting little, um, uh, record that me and Julio find to be pretty humorous about one of the teams in Major League Baseball, so we're going to go over that. Um, I have been, uh, super excited about the College World Series, so I'm going to give our audience a little bit of a preview, Julio, so that they can, if they want to tune into ESPN on the weekends and check it out. Um, they got a little bit of knowledge of it. And, of course, the A's, like we just said, are killing it in June. So we're going to talk about that. And there is one particular um, thing that we, um, as a talent tailgate, feel like the A's need to fix. That's all the hint I'm going to give you. Just basically we're bringing back one of our favorite segments. It's time to fix it because this one, I don't know. I mean, yeah. do you want to say anything more? I, th- I kind of want to keep them guessing. Uh, all, all I know is we're looking up into the heavens right now. But – uh, yeah. Before we jump in, make sure to give us a follow. If you're not already on Twitter at the Town Tailgate, go ahead and to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts: uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, and last but not least, this is presented to you by the Around the Diamond Baseball Network. Make sure if you're not giving them a follow at Around the Diamond on Instagram, Around the Diamond on Twitter. They also have a blog. Make sure to go and uh, like and subscribe their stuff as well. They got some quality stuff. And uh, shout out to our good pals over at the Super Halo Bros. We're sorry that the A's had to sweep your team, but maybe you should have invested into a better rotation and bullpen. All right, Chris. I said it was going to happen, and it happened. Well, look, Chris, it looks like these baseballs have been the stickiest of the ickiest, but not for too much longer. MLB has fine. We've been talking about it since... It feels like all years uh, since the beginning of 2021. And uh, MLB has laid down the hammer. Uh, they're going to be ejecting and suspending players 10 games for illegal use of foreign substances. How this will work out is uh, I have to I'm looking for the exact number in front of me, but umpires will be checking regularly throughout the game for starters as well as relievers to make sure that there's no. Uh, any foul play that's going to be there besides their rosin bags. Uh, and, well, it finally happened. We have There's a little more we're going to talk about it, but uh, initial thoughts. Uh, d- okay. I'm not going to speak on this too many t- too much because, like I texted you yesterday, we've had a segment do- dedicated to this the past three podcasts, and I think I've said all I need to say on the matter in general. I think the opinion is out there. Let me give you the bullet points if you haven't listened to our last two podcasts. I don't give a shit what what you use to make yourself uh, a better pitcher. I literally don't don't give to. I see that too. Uh, sorry, we got the ba- the basketball game on in the background. 
the Jazz and the Clippers. Um, Rudy just got dunked on. Sorry, yeah. Um, but I, I don't really give two shits what you do as a pitcher to enhance yourself, like like or in terms of uh, using substances. I don't give a fuck. Like if if it's a rule, if the rule says that you could do it, great, go ahead and do it. But the rule says that you can't do it. So if it's against the rules, I'm an avid motivator of being against the rules. So it should not be allowed. But I'm going to contradict myself. The fact that they are making this rule in the middle of the season, in the middle of the fucking season, is an absolute, utter, just clusterfuck, horrendous, classic MLB joke. It's it just like they, they, it's, I, I don't like, I can't wrap my head around like their analytics, not analytics department, their like, their leadership obviously Marv Manfred's an idiot but like everybody who's involved in the front office of of running this league like like what what how I question the intelligence of these people that are surrounding Rob Manfred because this is like one of the stupidest they're basically they're reacting to a terrible PR mistake like wouldn't would you say that's what it is Julio um I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because it's a weird thing. They're so that, like, desperate PR-wise to like to get back in the good grace of the public that they just instantly react to something instead of like putting actual thought and and like doing the research and everything like that to find out how to fix it. Well, let me do. Okay, here's here's the analogy I was thinking of. Um, because imagine fantasy football. Imagine halfway through the season, you're or like a quarter where the commissioner is like, "All right, uh, we're not using tight ends anymore." Uh, we're getting rid of tight ends. You can't use tight ends anymore. Well, cool for the guys who have, um, like Jack Doyle doesn't affect him. Well, what happens if you have like, dude, like I have George Kittle, mm-hmm. it's like I have Darren Waller. Like these are the most elite guys. They really bring stuff to my team and the whole analogy behind it. And we're going to get into this in a second is like, how are you like? How do you expect these guys to make this adjustment on the fly when some people have been using it consistently throughout the season? And these are things. These are things you just don't change overnight. Now, to go back to this whole thing, and and this is what I think we really want to talk about more is Tyler Glass. Now, uh, he is the I think the Cy, He was the Cy Young favorite in the American League right now, in my opinion. Um, he was going to be the all-star he was probably going to be the starting pitcher as a part of like the best team in the american league with the Rays. Yeah. um that's not happening anymore because he has a partially torn ucl um there he may be out for the season he, he it sounds like he's probably gonna be coming back towards the end of the season but if you get a chance go look at his clip uh it's probably on youtube it's on twitter it's all over the place but he's pretty much said like look I knew this was going to be coming. I have used some stuff before for substance. And I know that some one of the things that people are using is like a combination of rosin and sunscreen. Trevor Bauer had a video where he put that on his hand. This is yesterday he posted. And he's like, look, like this is just from rosin and sunscreen. Mm-hmm. And compared to like what the, the hardcore stuff is called, like spider tacky spider, spider tacky or something like that. And it's supposed to like change the grip. Um, but he stopped using it. He went cold turkey a few weeks ago, and he lit it up. He had a fantastic game, and he just said his arm is feeling a little wonky. And then on Sunday, um, he left after the fourth inning because he was feeling injury. Well, guess what? He tore his, he had a partially torn UCL because he had to completely change the way he was gripping the ball. He had to completely change how where he was going to be releasing it. 
the mechanics of how you're pitching and it's all about the angles it's all about like where your finger placement is going to be at and you don't just change that in three weeks in the middle of the season that's yeah the thing that, you that's pretty wild to, like how much your mechanics change or like little things like that like just grip things in order to in order to get like you know just a little bit more rotation or a little bit more control in the ball like that's pretty wild um i mean I, got, yeah, I, that, that that's what i'm saying julio like th- like this is fucking ridiculous like i i don't agree with like like i'm not saying that like so what i said the past two weeks is like it's against the rules don't fucking do it like if you get caught, I don't feel bad for you. I still feel that way. But I will say that, like, to crack down on it now in the middle of the season when all these guys have to now have to readjust to it is just, just crock shit. Like, it's been known that it's been, like, kind of overlooked in the game for the past however long. Like, I can't – like, I mean, I remember it was, it's a scene in, in Major Leagues, in Major League, the, the movie Major League. Remember he um, – the guy it's, – it's not Billy Bob Thornton, but he looks like him. He goes, like – he shows, like, all the different, like, types of – substances he has like on his body to in order to use to grip the ball because he's super fucking old um like it it it, it's just it's just it's so stupid and it and that's what i'm saying like it's it's when i when i was saying like it's a reaction to the pr like this this has been a massive like pr fiasco for the mlb making him look stupid the past couple weeks ever since joe west did that whole thing with um what's his face the reliever and now they're just they're just panicking reacting to to that situation and they're making an immediate rule it's just it's like handle this in the off season just wait just deal with the pr issue because honestly realistically it's gonna blow over that it's just gonna happen people are gonna forget about it in a month and you and it'll be fine and 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 do the research like look at the numbers and and look at like the science and try and fix it in a, a more appropriate and safe matter in the off season and with enough time where pitchers can adjust to it so they can have the whole off season with their trainers and their coaches to readjust to that situation like it's just yeah it feels like it 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 feels like with this podcast Julio that like we're con- <coughs> like they the MLB can never do anything right but they can't they're not doing anything right and it there something needs to be done i think that's yeah. far done Something needs to be done because we're having guys. Because Glass now said it himself. He's like, dude, I'm I'm six seven. Mm-hmm. Like we we don't have. And now if you look at majority of starters who throw as hard as he does, they're huge. Like, dude, Otani is I think like six four, and he throws like ninety nine, and he has like a ninety five mile per hour splitter. Yeah, these aren't you know guys that were there twenty years ago, or yeah, like these aren't guys who are throwing twenty thirty years ago that hard anymore. Like, mm-hmm. these are a whole different sort of beast. It's kind of, if you look at, like, professional sports, other place, you're kind of seeing, like, these new hybrids of athletes who are learning to pitch. And, and and I do agree that, like, offense is terrible right now. Like, their batting average are down everywhere. Um, I couldn't even tell you the last time the A's, that's probably a Coliseum problem, but I couldn't even tell you the last time the A's have had a 300 hitter. Um, it's, it's insane that's offensive problem. They got one close to it right now. <laughs> wink, wink. Hey, but I think the big thing too, and I, I wanted to kind of go a little bit towards this glass now quote. Um, oh, he just said, I don't know. I don't want this to happen to anyone else. It's like my lifelong dream is to win a Cy Young to be an all-star. And now it's just shit on. It's now over. Now I'm just rehab, rehab a comeback in the playoffs. I'm clearly frustrated. You just can't tell us to use nothing. It's crazy. Cause look, 
This guy throws 100 miles per hour naturally. And yes, the having a grip and having the having like whatever substance he may use, whether if it's like the combo of sunscreen and rosin, or if he has using like the spider attack, it helps him control that a little bit. Would you rather have that, or would you rather have, you know, somebody getting drilled in the ribs at 100 miles per hour a few times a game? Or are you mm-hmm. going to tell him, oh, don't throw as hard? It, like, there's no, there's, it, it, right now, it got to the point where this is, has been a problem. This has been in the spotlight, at least in the baseball community, for some time. And it seems like they're just getting to the issue too late. And now you have, and, um, you know, I don't mean to shit on Garrett Cole. Like, I think, I still think he's an excellent pitcher. He had a great game tonight. But it's like, now you're going to have people who've really been taking advantage of that stuff over the last few years getting these fat contracts for it. While the guys who haven't been using it, who you know might just have bad luck somewhere, they're not going to get their money's worth. They're not going to get paid, and that's that's the kind of thing that's bullshit to me. I wonder if two things. I wonder if this is a reaction to like them cracking down on it even before they release these rules and stuff like that. I wonder if that's a result to they did some studies and found out that pitchers were using it, and like you know did some investigations, found out pitchers, which is the in which is how the increase in. Um, uh, level of pitching why that's been so good this year um and i also wonder if pitchers started doing that more around the league as a result um to counteract the juice balls so it's like all right well if the league is going to juice these balls then i'm going to do this because i have to do take every advantage i can because they're giving every advantage to the hitter so i wonder if that i i, I would be shocked if it that wasn't the domino effect of why we are here right now just a cold war, man. Um, I'm ready to move on, but before we do, just out of curiosity, when you're in playing, when you're playing ball, was it? Do you know of anybody who was using anything like this? Like, obviously, this was what, thir- twelve plus years ago. But like, do you know, like, when when dudes in high school were using it, like, or do you know if anybody was using anything to help with that? Buzz you, excuse me, buzz you, because obviously people have always used grip. There's only been some sort of a grip because. Throwing a baseball is hard. <laughs> I don't. I don't know enough. I can't. I mean, yeah. it wasn't out in the open. Um, I know we did have pine tar in our dugout. Like that was a thing. Um, but I don't know if, if any pitchers um, dab some up on on themselves before they went. I know that um, two of our hitters used it, and it was like the whole thing. They had the leather like clamp, like just hanging on the dugout, and right before they would go, they'd do it up and they go I, I, but I never I don't know none, none of my friends I don't I can't think of off the top of my head really really were I even out asked there my, and open about it at least I even asked my nephew shout out to Mateo he's uh he, he plays freshman ball he, I think their season just wrapped up but I asked him like dude do you do you know of any like are you kids your age using it and he's like mm. I don't know of right now but uh and my <laughs> but my reply was probably that those punk ass De La Salle kids <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, instead of shitting on De La Salle, we got to shit on. Uh, this is arguably the worst band. Shit on the Some Angels the and John? Have... No, just kidding. Uh, no, we'll we'll no, save that they're... for in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, this arguably might be some of the worst um, run of baseball we've seen <laughs> in a long time. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, who in April looked like a nice story. 
They're being competitive. Uh, their offense is really clicking, and they still have like a pretty decent offense. Julio, there's always like a nice April story where a team just goes on this insane run. And you're like, how the fuck are they doing it? They're so yeah. they're like but five like years they, away. They a, like the Mariners do it like almost every year. But they have a good offense. They do. Like, they there's do. no denying that. They just have Kettle Marte is and, and, dope as fuck. Yeah. Anyways, uh, they have lost tonight uh, pending, but it doesn't look like they're going to be coming back. Uh, they have lost 22 straight road games, <laughs> which is now, uh, I believe, an MLB record. Let me just tell the listeners, last night we were, we were um, writing up the like the rundown for this podcast, and we were FaceTiming, and we were watching the Giants game because the A's just ended because we, we wanted to check in on this. Um, and the, the the Diamondbacks were winning at the top at the bottom of the eighth, um, and then yeah, uh, they were winning by like what was it? They were winning by three runs, Julio. And then Yaz steps up, hits a walk off or hit not a walk off, hits a grand slam, and then the the Giants closer just closes out one two three, and we're like, no way, this is just such bad luck. The the crazier thing is like. Um, we just started I dying everybody, laughing. I, I think everybody knew that was going to happen. Like, when we were talking, yeah, I yeah. didn't say it, but I'm like, he's going to hit it out. Like, yeah, just, yeah. But yeah, they're 22 straight. Yeah, what what did we say? We're like, we're like two outs, bases loaded, and your best player is up to bat. It's not looking good. Or, or no, not looking good. It's like, this is just an incredible story being ready to be written. Anyway. it's uh, And then keep in mind, too, the D-backs, again, kind of want to give them some credit where credit due. They scored seven runs in, like, the first inning of those first two innings yeah, yesterday. yeah, yeah. And then uh, it, it didn't go well. So, um, yeah, what makes them so? So, what makes them so terrible? Their rotation is the better guys. So, like a um, Badbum's been a bust this year. And then, um, oh my God, I'm spacing out. Who's their supposed ace? Oh my God, Kevin Gaussman. Oh no, that's. Zach Allen. Zach Allen. Yeah, I'm Gallup. tripping. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, the, Giants, Giants. the Giants rotation yeah. came to mind for yeah, some yeah. reason. I but have anyways, no um, yeah, he's been hurt. Their rotation is just beat up. Their bullpen's just as worse. Shout out to Joaquin Soria getting away with that bag over there. Uh, they're the first team. I heard this on the Angels broadcast earlier because I had to watch the Angels for being in L.A. And they said uh, they're the first team since, I can't remember when, that has had two separate 13-game losing streaks <laughs> this early in the season. They're Yikes. terrible. Um, besides, the, I think what doesn't help is, I think this is pretty similar to like the AL Central last year, which is like you're going against the Giants, the Padres, and the Dodgers consistently. So you're just getting your ass and fucking kicked on a regular basis. Some, someone's going to be the person to get that ass whooping consistently, and it's mm-hmm. them. And obviously, as they're about to get swept out of San Francisco right now, it's them. Um, uh, I, I I don't know what. How do you, how do you get out of that funk? What do you do besides, you know, firing people? Which like well, I don't know what that's gonna do for you now. Like how do you get out of this miserable feeling? We started zero and six, and the world was falling apart. Imagine. Losing 22 straight road games. Oh, my God, man. I don't want to ever go back to those dark days. <laughs> and we, the first episode of the podcast this season was just a total bitch fest for us. I can't even imagine what three, four, five episodes in would be with a record like that. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if there's anything, one thing you could do 
because you're obviously not going to make any moves at the trade deadline because your fucking team sucks. But maybe you just accept the losing and you just start selling off guys. And that note, I will take one David Peralta. Thank you very much. Um, if you can get Mad Bum on the cheap and they'll pay that contract, I will gladly take him in as well. Get that one playoff happen. experience, that rotation. No, he's that'd not. be that'd be great. But that <laughs> also, look, I don't know how you feel about Mad Bum. I've had my mixed feelings of him over these last, you know, 12, 13 years of him ruining my baseball life, more or less. But now I'm at peace with it because uh, he's terrible. He's on a terrible team and he's getting paid out. So he's somebody Mm -hmm. else's problem. And I feel like the Giants feel even better about it. I think this is when you know that the Giants have sucked for like five years is that Anytime you bring up like any good pitcher to a Giants fan, the first thing that they say, like they cut you off if you're going to talk first, and they cut you off and they to say to, to to like just just have a quick little like jerk off sesh about about Mad Bum's run into the 2014 season. Like it's just it's just like, dude, that was five years ago. You're still talking about that? Like get over it. Like and, and that was seven you, years ago, you could bring up like oh man, like you'll be like I'll be like let's say I'm watching a game on TV with a Giants friend and I'll be like, you look at the stat line and it's like Trevor Bauer, like two hits, 11 Ks, no walks. You're like, Oh man, what a stat line. Trevor Bauer. So good. Yeah. Not as good as mad bum in 2014. It's like, okay guys, like for real, like, all right, come on. Let's just, you know, get it, get a life. Well, let's see. They might, they might be, getting alive right now we'll have to see what uh xavier yeah this is the first season in a long time where the giants fans don't talk about mad bum so that's when you know something's happening kevin galsman no kevin galsman would shut him down no (laughs) way no way all right chris uh i'm gonna let you take it away from here because i don't know jack shit besides uh jack Leiter and uh kumar rocker so they've got a big stuff going on this weekend the college baseball world series who's kumar rocker playing for again vandy it's a one, him and Jack Leiter are the one too, and they're just he's, if you don't know who they are, they throw fucking gas. He's not related to John Rucker, just so the audience knows. Dude, um, he's like it's pretty tight. He, I hope he's sorry. He's gonna be like a top five, top ten pick, but he's yeah. gonna be like one of the first Indian American pitchers like at that high of a level in baseball. Like, yeah, dude. So they dope. played. They fucking played uh, in in the super regional. They played. Uh, hold on, I'm looking. At, I'm trying to remember right now, so I'm looking it up. Um, and they just dominated them in so in the super regional it's best of three series so okay for the ladies and for the ladies and gentlemen out there who are um, not into college ba- baseball welcome I am your czar for for this tour um, Chris Magic over here um, I have always I would say that I as a fan of college baseball I have always kind of paid attention to the college World Series and the NCAA tournament. Uh, but I wouldn't say I followed it so closely. Like if it's on a bar, I'll pay close attention to it. I do like to know who the prospects are going into the into the draft a little bit. But MLB drafts so hard to be so in on that because there's just so many high school prospects that are a part of the situation. Um, but this year in particular, so this past weekend, sitting on my couch, I have three TVs in my living room, so I gotta watch something. Um, I was watching the NBA playoffs, watching a little bit of golf, and then I turn on ESPN. And the NCAA tournament is on, and it's a super regional. So this is uh, the best. Uh, this is the uh, round of sixteen um, part of the tournament. Um, 
and I turn on uh, what game was it? It was Notre Dame versus Texas. Oh wait, no, not Texas. Notre Dame versus Mississippi State. The game is in Mississippi. Little did I know, Mississippi State is a hardcore baseball program. I did not know that. Um, those fans are just rocking their fucking faces off. This the stadium in at Mississippi State is like built like a like a fortress. Um, they have dorm rooms that are in the left field outfield. So there's like kids like on their balconies, like right in the outfield, like just like pounding beers and hanging out. It's really cool. Uh, or not dorm room. It's just an apartment building. Um, and I'm like, man, this is so much fun. Like the, they're, they're so into it and it's best of three games. The players are all into it. And it's like, it's not even a close game, but like when, when a strikeout happens in a seven to one game, like they're just like, they're losing their mind. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so much fun to watch. Like just the amount of like enthusiasm for the game. So I got super into it this week. I watched like almost every single game this week. Um, I encourage you to watch it too. If you like college sports and you like like the fan interaction and like just like it, just like a World Series atmosphere for every single game, like because these are college athletes, they have nothing to to gain or nothing to lose and and everything to gain. It's not like professional athletes. It's not like it's not like I'm gonna to get paid the money. Yeah, I, that's it. That's I think that's why they're you know and they're young and they're a little more into it. It's so much fun to watch. So I highly encourage uh, you watch it. So the NCAA tournament. For baseball is a lot similar to basketball. 64 teams enter a, a bracket, and the last eight teams remaining go to the College World Series. Now, the reason why they do it that way instead of like just a regular tournament is because the NCAA tournament is a, is a, uh, um, a double elimination tournament. So if you lose, you have you go into a loser's bracket in order to make it out of that end of the bracket. It's very it's a little bit more complicated than that, but that's the fun thing about it. So because it's baseball. Um, uh, and you know, especially with pitching and stuff like that, you never know what you're gonna get every day. They make it a double elimination, so you're you you, you still kind of have a chance. Uh, the eight teams in the College World Series this year are Vanderbilt, which if you don't pay attention to college baseball, Vanderbilt's like the Alabama of college baseball right now. They either win it or like the past 15 years, they've either won it or they've been in the College World Series. Or, like, they've been in the College World Series the past, like, 15 years. What? Yo, what's up? Uh, Vanderbilt, also, to give a reference, uh, home uh, former Cy Young winner David Price, former Oakland great Sonny Gray, and current Oakley, Oakland great our dude Tony Kemp. Just want to throw that out there. Many, many, and many more along that list. Um, yeah, they get all the best prospects. They have an amazing program. Their coach is fantastic. Um, they've been in the College World Series... I don't have it in front of me, but a shit ton of times. <laughs> so um, that's that's your that's that's uh, if you were to blindly go into this and not know the seating, that would probably be your main pick that you want to go for. But this year, the number one overall seed in the tournament was Arkansas. Arkansas lost in the super regional in in three games to NC State, which NC State was an at-large bid. They were not a seeded team at all. So for them to make a run all the way through and take down Arkansas, who, which I don't have the record in front of me, but I think they only lost three games or something like that this season, is absolutely incredible. So they're in this. They're the only un or no, sorry, Virginia is also not ranked, but they are one of two unranked teams in the tournament. If you're a Pac-12 fan, ladies and gentlemen, we have two Pac-12 teams in the College World Series. Arizona, which is the Pac-12 powerhouse of baseball. I have their stats actually in front of me. They have won the College World Series four times. 
They have been the runner-up four times. They have made, oh God, this is not good enough of math, but 10 plus appearances in the College World Series. Um, they are a very good team. And also the city of Tucson very much rallies around their team because they're very good. So watching their games are very exciting. Second team out of the Pac-12, Stanford. Um, don't know no, enough about their program, but, you know, they're cool. Did you want to say something about your I'm, I'm, No, I'm trying to make a symbol of a tree. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, I will say, though, uh, Arizona, I think U of A, extremely underrated athletics. I think they we don't yeah. get, they don't get enough love in, in terms of Arizona basketball historically. U of yeah. A. Uh, I would agree. Shout out, shout out to Andrew Walter, I guess, but like I can't <laughs> think of U of A football much. Andrew Walter was Arizona State. Oh, was Arizona State or U of A? <laughs> oh, fact check. Hold on, keep going. I think he was Arizona State. Anyway, I think they're good swimming and water polo and stuff like that too. But baseball and basketball are their bread and butter. Um, Stanford, I don't know enough about their program, but I think they are somewhat successful. Um, was, it was it Arizona, Arizona State? State? You're right. Told you. Um, Sun Devils. Uh, Tennessee Volunteers, they were the number three seed. Uh, they also have a historically very good program. Virginia was an at-large bid. Um, they kind of snuck into the tournament, um, and they made their way. They beat in the last round. Um, this was actually a really cool story. I was kind of hoping that they would make it in. Um, Dallas Baptist University. So Dallas Baptist University, and they it was just a three-game series. It was the last series of the entire Super Regional. So, this, so Virginia was the last team to make it into the College World Series. Dallas Baptist University, um, very small, small school, obviously in Dallas. Um, they uh, only have one Division One athletic program, and it was baseball. And this is the first time they've ever made it to the Super Regional in baseball. So if they would have made it to the College World Series, that would have been really cool. Like kind of like that would have been the, the David of the Goliaths, basically. Um, and then rounding it out is um, Mississippi State, which again I said has a very historically um, good uh, baseball team. Other than Vanderbilt, they would pro- actually, yeah. Other than Vanderbilt, they're probably the second best um, historically um, SEC program. They've won the College World Series zero times, but they've been the runner-up once, made ten plus appearances. They are regulars in the NCAA tournament. And then finally, University of Texas, the greatest college baseball program of all time. They are always in the tournament. They have won the College World Series more than anybody. One, two, three, four, five, six times. Um, they've been runner-up also six times. They've made 20-plus appearances. They are, I mean, I'm looking at their Wikipedia page right now. It's pretty much every single year they're in the NCAA tournament. So check out for them. And they are the highest-rated seed or the highest-ranked um, team in the College World Series, so they probably are the favorites um, along with Tennessee. But anyway, we can talk a little bit about these teams. Texas. Mississippi State, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, all very well-rounded teams. They all kind of do everything really well. Um, Specifically, Mississippi State, their offense is very high-flying. But if you like home runs, you should watch Arizona. Arizona just cracks the shit out of the ball. They hit, like, like for example, their their game-winning game against against, uh, Ole Miss um, this past weekend, 15 runs. It was like it was like a it was like a fifteen a fifteen to six or something like that fifteen it it, w- it was absolutely insane um, they hit they hit their pitching is okay it's serviceable but their main thing is that they just have an amazing offense very high powering offense so if you like to watch offense that's team to watch um, the games start this Saturday 
Again, it's best. Um, it's a double elimination. So if you are rooting for, let's say, Texas and they lose their first game, don't worry, they're not out of it yet. Um, but it'll be a lot of fun to watch, and I encourage you to watch it because I'll be watching it. Also, I had to double check. Uh, most prominent quarterback out of the U of A, none other than Big Dick Nick Foles. No way, he went to U yeah, of A. That's who it was, and then and then Gronk. Gronk went to U of A, so that makes sense. Um, no, I that think Gronk awesome. went to Arizona State too. I I, I just oh really because i remember him anyway. going on fallon and being like i went to arizona state we're not number one anything but we're number one party school but maybe he oh, said university of arizona Anyways. yeah um very insightful appreciate the knowledge dropping dimes like galileo dropped the orange you know um and just to give a quick schedule rundown for those of you who are interested in watching the first game is game one set stanford on saturday the 19th Sanford versus NC State. It's going to be at 11 a.m. on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And then we got Vanderbilt versus Vanderbilt versus Arizona at 4 p.m. on ESPN as well. One of those it's two Sunday. those two power pitchers will be starting that game. Also, that you were talking about Julio, Jack Leiter or Kumar Rocker. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, Sunday for Father's Day. Hey, you're just sitting around. You're chilling at home. You're with the family. Why not just have some background baseball on? Uh, we got Tennessee at Virginia. That's going to be at 11 a.m. on Saturday or Sunday. And then Texas versus Mississippi State at 4 p.m. on ES- And both games will be on ESPN2. I don't think I will be able to watch those because I am going to a lavender field that day. That sounds fun. Where is that at? Uh, it's near Palm Springs, so it's going to be hot as shit. I'm, I'm stoked. Nice. I think it's going to be really cool to see it. Um, and Wendy's really hyping it up. I'm into that kind of shit. Heat so. wave going on SoCal. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, it's mm-hmm. brutal out here. Olivia Rodrigo reference. What's up? All right, Chris. Um, That's all I got to say. Uh, and and uh, if you like college sports, you'll definitely like it, especially if you like the atmosphere. If you like playoff atmosphere, insane fans, fun um the fans uh, are nuts. Like you'll see it. The highlights yeah. are like the fans are are weirdos, and they're dope. Complete they fucking weirdos. barbecue out in the fucking like outfield and shit. And on top of that, and the the players are super into it. It's that's the funnest part about it. So it's it's fun. It's fun fun uh, atmosphere. Who knows? Maybe there's a player you'll watch. You'll get attached, and they'll be a part of your Oakland Athletics. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into some A's news. Uh, we don't want. I think we're gonna take up too much time, so we can jump into our main headline segment. But like we alluded to at the beginning, the A's have been really on fire. Knock on wood. Twelve and two, boy. To start this the month of June, twelve and two. For some reason, they just really love playing in the month of June. Oh yeah. That being said, uh, for some reason, people are not recognizing it. Mm-hmm. The first ballot for the All Stars have came out, and uh, the A's have counted up zero players in the top three of vote getting in any position um but julio that happened that happens every year like (laughs) except for 2014 except for for 2014 yeah you're right except for 2014 that was did we have any starters was jd a starter i'm pretty sure jay-z was a jd was a starter because it was jd brandon moss jeff samarja technically i think they were trade they just traded for him um cespedes Scott Casimir and that's right. They had seven. I right? think do oh Doolittle, dude Derek. No wait, Derek. Okay, I'm gonna restart it. Derek Norris it too. Yeah, there's seven. There were seven that year. I remember. Cespedes, Brendan Moss, Donaldson. Yeah. Casimir, 
Sonny Gray, Doolittle. Yeah, that's right. Six. Yeah, but I think JD then, was the only starter because he that was like his MVP MVP season. So people were or no, 2013 yeah. was that. But he was in so the 2015 running. was his. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, catchers. Salvador Perez is currently leading. Well deserved. One of the best of this He's generation. Yeah. Sean Murphy is in tenth, which um, okay. I think that's okay. pretty fair. I think that's pretty fair. Our dude, former Oakland great, Marcus Simeon. He's in first place or second base. Um, Jed is in eighth, which, okay, I get it. Uh, third base, Rafael Devers for the Red Sox has been electric to start the year. Uh, Matt Chapman's in ninth, which the fact that he's even top ten is great because he's been so terrible to start this year. Yeah, that's more his name, Julio, I would say. He is the reason why yeah. he's getting those votes. Uh, uh, Xander Bogart's leading for short stops. Uh, Elvis is at tenth. Again, get it. Yeah. Uh, DH, it's Shohei. He's going to run away with it. Mitch isn't even there, which I get it. Uh, the outfield is where it's going to get a little spicy, and mm-hmm. first and foremost. So Mike Trout is leading all vote-getters. Mike Trout hasn't played in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's Aaron Judge and Byron Buxton, who, you guessed it, hasn't played in a while. Uh, and then you got... And Aaron uh, Judge has only played like 30 games, dude. Uh, it seems like every year he's that. Lotus Garcia, Teoscar Hernandez, Randall Gritchick. Alex Verdugo, Randy Rosarena, and then Michael Brantley, who also hasn't played much. But over in uh, 17th place, we have Ramon Liriano, who um, he's been hurt, so I'll give him that. Mark Hanna's 20th. No way in shit Mark Hanna is worse than Miles Straw or Kike Hernandez or George Springer. I don't think he's even played any games mm-hmm. this season. Or Mitch Hanniger. Like, that's total bullshit and mm-hmm. i think that's very uh to quote I, I can't remember who's the basketball player who started this phrase it's very casual of baseball voters to put all these guys higher than mark Hanna. this is why i fucking hate the fan voting um starters like it's just like fans don't fucking know shit and like it, you know they put out these email blasts like go vote for your all-star and like a casual a casual fan's gonna go up there and be like uh he's not gonna look at the numbers and be like oh yeah mike trout that sounds right yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that isn't the biggest problem. First base, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Yeah. Which, you know my two cents on him? He's been awesome this year. He leads baseball in home runs. Yeah, and so... All, he leads baseball in almost every offensive category, which, cool, he deserves it. That being said, how the fuck is G-Man Toy ahead of Matt Olson when yeah. G-Man Toy has been hurt all year... Matt Olson is second, or I'm sorry, third in the American League in home runs. He's playing, he's hitting 280, high 280, I think low 290. You know, he's hitting 290 now. Elite, like probably the easily the best defensive first baseman out of all these guys. He should have won it last year over mm-hmm. stupid Eli White or whatever his name is in, in Seattle. That's bullshit. Yeah. That is so casual. That's so pedestrian that you got one let's see jose abreu solid i get it you were solid no offense to jared walsh no matt olson's a better first baseman he's better at every t- t- statistical category than jared Walsh. the thing is matt olson still has better has better stats than all all of those all of those guys in front of him except for vlad so like you can understand yuli guriel and understand Ab- jose abreu but like that's still fucking bullshit because he's still better has better stats offensively than those guys 
So I want to uh, also make a public apology to Vlad Guerrero because I shit on him about three weeks ago on this podcast because I thought he was um, um, Ben. I thought it was just his name recognition, but I looked up his stats two days ago and fuck, <laughs> he's good. <laughs> yeah, he, he's finally clicking, man. He finally got it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is. I mean, it. it I don't know. I mean, I, I and here's the thing with 2014. We're I think used to it. 2014. I think we had that much success because, and again, we only had one starter, so that means only one person was in the public eye to where enough to where they um, wanted to vote for him, and that was after a, f, a MVP finalist season in 2013 from JD. But the rest of those guys were voted in by the players and the coaches. Um, not you know, so that's the reason why those other six guys got in, um, unless we're like at the top of like baseball in terms of like those really just stud good teams like we were in 2014 at that time we were the best team in baseball and we got a lot of media attention from that from from uh um, on all all the platforms even espn um uh yeah we're it's just it's never gonna happen because we're the oakland a's it's just not i mean it's not the 1980s we don't have we don't have that public recognition like we did back in the day it just won't happen yeah i i I think you kind of nailed it when you said yeah. Chappie getting votes because yeah, he's probably the most known because of his eight. name. Yeah, yeah, him, Loriano, and um, I'm hoping Loriano can really tear it up the next couple of weeks that he's back. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, um, but re- realistically, give me your A's All Stars this year. Realistic, not like Sean Murphy, which love it, but it's probably not gonna happen. I only think it should be three, to be honest with you. I think it should be Matt Olson, Sean Manaya, and Chris Bassett. That's, those are the only three I can I can really give realistic. Um, uh, like uh, preview to or whatever for lack of a better word uh, I would have said Ramon had he been healthy because he was having an all-star year before that but no it's just gonna be those three and those three will get in I, I can almost guarantee it because they're that's two of the best two pitchers in the league so far this year and arguably the best first baseman so like the players yeah. and coaches will figure that one out Sean's got a sub three ERA um, I think he's like top five in an in American League in ERA right now yeah and Bassett's like seven and then Bassett's up there with Shrek they both should be there. I don't see why they're not going to be there. Yeah. Um, agree with Ollie, obviously. Ramon, if, if Ramon can go nuclear over these next couple weeks and he can still get some of those votes in and hopefully get like a fan vote in, yeah. we'll see. And with Trout being out, we'll see about that. I um, saw some people on Twitter bitching about Canna not getting more love, but like, let's be honest. Canna, Canna the, only, the only stat line that he really like just dominates in is runs, runs scored. And like, that's just not enough of a stat to. That's just not – it's not a top three for hitting. You know what I mean? It's not going to be enough to get you to get you on the all-star ballot. And and I think he's hitting 250 now, which is great. He's been hitting better. And But OBP is, like, the main stat that he kills it in. But, like, this uh, analytics don't and get you on defense. an all-star. You saw he made another game. great play today. So. Yeah. I mean, sure, but that's not what casual fans are looking at because they don't casuals. watch games. God, who was the basketball player who said that? Like, oh, they're just casuals. Was that KD? No, Katie's thing was uh maybe he said that too, but his thing was blog, like the boys, blog boys. The blog boys, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm sure next week we're gonna be talking bitching more about this. Hopefully we'll get some more votes. But for those of you who are listening, hey, go vote. Yeah. Go get your go show your boy some love. Because you know what? Odds are Ollie's not gonna be And you can the vote starter. you can vote twenty times per email account, so if you have multiple email accounts, you should vote. Get those KD burners, you know? Other times. Um, and they make it pretty yeah. easy. They just be like, do you want to submit your last ballot? And you're like, yeah, I will. And you just click enter. Like, it's pretty easy to get your 20 votes in. 
Because look, he's not going to start. Vladdy's going to start, yeah. and he deserves it. He's he's arguably the MVP mm-hmm. so far in the season. But uh, hey, if as long as we're not embarrassed about the result anymore, that's the biggest thing. Do you think Oli uh, will play in the World Baseball Classic? That'd be dope. He'd probably be the starting be first sick. baseman, right? Him or Freddie? Yeah, probably Freddie. That's a toss-up. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I let's see. Freddie's been having a down year, but we'll, we'll that's in for another day. Um, yeah, it'll probably. So some more A's news. Bowmel <laughs> has been extended to the 2022 season. Um, I feel like that kind of, to me, that changes a little bit of the perspective. <laughs> Was of Ann Whitney season. just yelling at your dog? <laughs> no, she sneezed because probably because of the dog. But um, <laughs> that kind of changes the trajectory of this season because I've been very doom and gloom with this season that it's like. Go all in. This is it. Can mm. is a free agent. Chappie's not happy. Bowmel's last year. Go all in. But Bowmel's coming out for another year. So maybe I was wrong about that. Um, but honestly, the guy deserves it. He's a rock. I don't care what the haters say. The guy, go. There's not many people in the world who can kind of do what he can with what he has. Julio, and haters. don't really have to say much about it. So. Haters, like, suck. You know? Is that it? Just haters suck? Yeah. Like, Bomo's tight. Like, how could you not like him? It Like, there's... Okay. <laughs> no, I, I just gotta say, as a person... And the reason people love him so much is, like, he just seems like the most down-to-earth person. And I, and I, I want to say this as, um, you know, last week the A's hosted Pride Night in Oakland. And... um his daughter who is she's pretty active on twitter she's a part Mm. of the lgbtq community and um there's an article i think the sf chronicle wrote it but uh at the end she had some say in it and she's like my parents have always been so embraceive of me and have always been so open of me and that like that allowed me to be so comfortable as a person right Mm. and that just shows you the kind of person he is at the end of the day um he's such an accepting person he's he's very you know everyone and i I love how a few weeks ago how i forgot i think tony kemp said like he got after us kind of thing and it's he's so accepting of people differences and he wants to get everybody the same kind of you know get into the same kind of mindset and it's so hard not just in baseball it's so hard to find people like that in the world yeah like so to have somebody like that i don't care if you know what ha- shit happens on the field most of the time he's gonna get the blame for it but it's probably not his fault um i think you should i think he deserves all the credit he should do uh one interesting thing we'll move on from here because we're running over on the, today's pod but hall of fame yeah yeah he's got two three mlb manager of the year awards yeah it's not even a even question without, for me even without a if he never wins a World Series, we I've seen we've seen managers. I think if go, he wins a World we've Series, we've seen managers going go into the Hall of Fame who have never won a World Series. We've seen that. Okay, I'm gonna make a comparison then. Buck Walter, should he be in the Hall? Yeah. Okay. Those Yankees teams in the '90s don't get enough credit, or early '90s don't get enough credit, but they were they were good. Just the rest of the American League was better. Like you know, and Baltimore, Baltimore, in the early 2010s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, young, he turned that franchise Yankee. around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just right. like, like, I mean, so I think those early Yankees teams made the playoffs like once, 
but they were always in the mix. Just like they had to go up against like the fucking Bash Brother A's and the the Twins and the Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Yeah, like yeah. it just it, it was tough for them. Um, all right, yeah, let's move on. Ramon, the laser is back. That's I don't want to talk my, it too loud because like I don't want to like piss cannon. people off my hotel room. But um, yeah. oh, that was nice, nice cannon. Like my, it's my my like Mega Man. Uh, guess what we got? Uh, we got two tickets today, Julio. To the gun show. No, sorry. I don't know why when you did that cannon um, little like move, it made me think of that. I don't know why. But, yeah, he's back. Uh, he played today. He had one hit, right? can't remember. Uh, and now, uh, yeah, he had one hit, but guess what? Home it run. was a bomb. It was a home run. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. He, Which is he, great. You know, he's a man of the community, you know. He takes. He's very much a modern day Robin Hood. He takes one, he gives one, because he he, he robbed just enough to have a home run earlier today. Mm-hmm. Just it, it not like I loved it because it, Justin like, Upton looks so confident when he hit that ball. Like, oh, this is gone. He should he should be. The ball flies during the day. He's really been excellent in this last month. So yeah, yeah he should have felt confident. But it's like, hey, guess what? He's back. Yeah, you know, it, it's like I tweeted at uh, the Super Halo Bros. I'm like, if you don't know, now you know. He's yeah. back. And it's weird. It when Pinder, when we were like pleading for Pinder to came back, it was more of the thing that like the depth was awful. Mm-hmm. The depth was awful. But the thing is, over these last two weeks, we've we've kind of talked about how excellent the team has played since the beginning of June. Sky Bolt's been playing pretty well, man. I've been liking him out uh, there a little bit. Yeah, he, he he was serviceable. I think he's played excellent defense, as you saw the other night. But I don't think he was going to be. He's not gonna be that every every game, or like no a plug no, and play. There's no guy. shot. Yeah, no. Um, but like just to have some Ramon back, man. Just to have that mm-hmm. even more depth where you can plug him at the top of the lineup and you can move. You know, Chappie's been hitting too, and he's been hitting way better over these last few weeks. Um, you can move him down now. Elvis has really Elvis. I'm gonna talk about him a little bit more later, but um you can be so much more flexible at that lineup. And that's what makes yeah. those great teams. Great. Is like, okay, you got a lefty coming out there. Cool. Well, we're going to go ahead and just plug away, put like heavy righty lineup and every day in and day out. And having somebody like Ramon out there who he's going to, if a lefty is going to be pitching, guess what? He's going to crush him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's just great to have that flexibility back. Great to have that, that energy. Cause there's not many guys who really bring it like he does. Yeah, and right field's been a problem, so it's just it's nice that we don't have to shuffle through these guys. And Sky Bolt and Seth Brown don't have to play together at the same time. Um, and we can throw Chad Pinder out in right field and fucking Ramon center, and yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be great. I I I'm actually really confident in an outfield with Ramon center, Cannon left, and Pinder right. That sounds glorious to me. That sounds like a solid outfield. Yeah, uh, yeah. The only my only problem. Would be, I think, just the lineup variability, like uh, the variety you can have in the lineup, and just having like, you can't ch- you can't play Jed every day just because you know old man Jed. Um, I'm Tony Kemp is starting to seem lineup proof where that's you can just say. play every day uh, now. That's what I was gonna say. Tony Kemp's been playing so well. He's been hitting two in the order, sometimes leading off, like he's been getting done. All I'm saying is, I really do think another outfielder is like the way to go at the trade deadline. And All right, a corner outfielder to just really solidify, even if you know sending Seth Brown because he's Seth Brown's been he's so streaky, but he's a rookie, so of course. But he pounds a shit out of the ball, which is nice. 
yeah, 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 exactly. But um, I, I, I'm excited. I'm just, honestly, Ramon's back. The excitement whenever he does something, not many players on this team really builds up. All right, Chris, I think it's time to break take time. This is a long, yeah, break time. This is a long episode. So, you know, if you're listening, and I hope you're still along this long, uh, go ahead and take a break, you know. Just go ahead and stand up, you know, stretch out a little bit if you're in your car. Uh, you and know, when Julio stop, finally stops rambling, you can actually take this break. So stick around and we'll be right back. All right. See ya. <laughs> Chris, before we jump into our next segment, I think as uh, East Bay natives, Bay Area natives, we got to do our shout out before the day is over to happy 50th birthday to the legend, Mr. Tupac Shakur. Chris, give me your favorite Tupac song. Happy birthday to him. I don't care. Good luck. Um, It's between All Eyes on Me and... um, um things change that's the way that's the way it is that's what it's called that's the way it is Da-na-na. changes Da-na-na. no it's called that's the way it is Da-na-na. that's just the no, way that's it the, is no, no. i right, would say um uh ambitions as a writer is a solid i don't think i've ever heard that one. Oh, is it good there's ambitions as a writer oh i, do, I have heard that um, one <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And uh, honestly, Dear Mama is a classic. He was. He has a lot of classics. Yeah. Anyways, he has a lot of classics. Anyways, Julio. Anyway, we gotta but, fix it, bro. We gotta fix it. It's time yeah. for one of our uh, least favorite segments. We need to fix it. Um. Honestly, I'm gonna let you run with this one because this one, this is more your thing. I, I am a little bit more optimistic you know, on this person than you are, but I, you know, it, it is what it is. I understand your frustration, especially when you pull the numbers up on here and I look at it. And you know, watching his last outing was pretty brutal, but I don't know, man. I think it's I a lost little faith. more double-edged. I know. Well, you gotta, you gotta have the faith in Jesus. We're talking about Jesus Lizardo. Uh, since he's come back from the IL after, you know, the crazy hand injury from video game frustration, which, uh, I think we've all mm-hmm. been there. Uh, he has after he started off solid. He had four scoreless innings in his first two outings, which is great. Um, but he's been really giving up some juicy meatballs lately uh, over his last four appearances. He's given up five home runs. And the reason we bring this up because he did it again today to, or he did it yesterday to Otani, which it's Otani. He's going to get you at this point. Um, but he's really just give, it seems like every game he's giving up a bomb over his, over that t- same time span of the last four appearances, he's got a 12.71 ERA. Um, he just doesn't. And it's so weird because when he first was called up in 2019, we were waiting for him to come up. He's finally here. and Like right before the playoffs, right? Wasn't he brought up? Yeah, right before the playoffs. And he was yeah. lights out the September playoffs. Call remember, he was a September call Yeah. Uh, Manaya, you know, had that bad start against uh, Tampa in the playoffs. But then Jesus came in and he, I, I believe he pitched a shutout, if I remember right, throughout the whole game. 
Um, so we know he has that stuff where he can pitch out of the pen, but like he just he's prone to giving up long balls mm-hmm. right now. Uh, I think something we got to caveat it with his he still I think his innings pitched in the majors is still extremely minimal. He's still below I want to say uh, I think two hundred innings. In the yeah, majors, because his rookie season a, was a sixty game season. Yeah, his first rookie season. So we have to find that caveat. But the reason I want to bring this up is, look, we're getting to the point of content of conversation now where, I, I in my heart, I, the A's are an elite American League team right now. I think at the three teams, it's Tampa, Chicago, and and uh, and, the, and the A's. But like with Jesus, it's so hard. Where where do you draw the line between? You know what Olsen's going to do every day. You know what Bassett and Manaya are going to do with every start. You know what Penn guys like Petit and and Trevino are going to be doing, Trevino and Deakman for most of the part. It's just hard when you have to still help that development of a guy at that same time. And that's where the frustration lies. It's like all these guys are ready to go, but this guy is still kind of falling behind the process and because you know he doesn't have the experience so like what gives what do you think is his problem right now where do you think we can start fixing things a the little kid bit? hasn't even played a technically a full season yet and he's had nothing but bumps along the road so after the postseason run in 2019 i think he had a minor injury so it kind of like delayed him a little bit in camp so he gets ready and he goes to camp and then COVID hits and that's that whole situation happens, and they go in the season uh, after um, you know th- when they agree to it and have the six game season started in whatever like July or some sh- June, July, some shit like that. Um, and he only gets to play sixty games, so he still hasn't even done a full season. Still had his injury issues, and then he goes in this season. He finally gets his full like his full uh, um, off season to work on it, but it's still kind of like it's COVID shits going on, and and then he gets another bump in the road. He gets his fucking injury with playing video games so it's just like it's constantly when he finally like gets his foot foot you know is is um i don't know feels comfortable and and gets his footing and he he's ready to go something some fluke situation happens that kind of delays him a little bit so like i feel like we need to be a little bit more patient with him like aj puck i feel like we can be a little bit more critical of because that guy it's like nothing but injuries the entire time since he's been a member since he's been drafted where Lazardo, I mean, and then on top of that, when he comes back from this injury, he's thrown in a completely different role than what he's been doing. He's been the sec- number two starting rotation starter in our rotation for the past two seasons. He gets this fluke injury, he comes back, and now he's got to come from the bullpen. He's got to come into games when they're down. He's never, he's never pitched in a game in, in his major league career, like started pitching in a game. Where where uh, he you know it wasn't a, a tie score it wasn't f- a, f- a fair game for them like he, he now there's a lot of more pressure coming into a game that's like a different mindset coming into a game when it's three to one and you guys are down by two runs and you have to like kind of like hold them off until your offense can kind of figure it out like it's just uh, that just seems like a complete mindfuck on top of being like just so upset and depressed and disappointed in yourself that you let you like let this stupid injury playing video games like happen to you and completely delay your season like you remember that press conference after when he came back he was like he looked like he looked so upset 
No, absolutely. And and the, the thing is, like, I think the one thing we really want to differentiate with ourselves compared to uh, other Ace Twitters, we don't want to name any names, yeah. who've been called out the last few days. We love these guys. Like, I'm critical with Lazardo right now. Uh, well, one, because he's on my fantasy team, and I'm still <laughs> holding on because, you know why? I still believe. I still think this guy... This guy is so electric. We don't have anybody who has anybody in this whole rotation who has the ability that he does right yeah. now. It's just, it, I think, just the boiling of the frustration from a fan fan perspective is like the motor is clicking with the rest of this team, and he's still the same guy. So, like, is what I to me, I think the solution is you got to send him back. Yeah, now. he's got to figure it out. Because he's got to figure it out with with he's the gotta, because when when he was coming back from. Um, when he was coming back from injury, he was rehabbing in AAA. They weren't even having him starting mm-hmm. games. They were having him going in straight as a reliever. And why? Our bullpen was shot. Mm-hmm. Like we had, you know, this was this is before they picked up Camp Pedrosian. Um, and like, and the thankfully, you know, our starters have been so good recently. We haven't had to rely on a lot of those. Excuse me, those non-essential pen arms besides Petit and and. Um, Trevino and like Deekman, but like we had to bring them up because it was it was like a, a fire hydrant mm-hmm. and it was just completely busted. And we needed some help in there, and I think that fucked with them a little bit. You're totally, I think you totally nailed it, man. Yeah. I think just having him kind of coming up, having that perspective where even though like he's pitching that scenario, um, he's not used to it. That's not what his mo is. And I kind of want to get more a little bit into the actual dynamics of why we think this might be happening. And just from my, you know, my casual, my pedestrian observation, I'm not like a ba- full-time baseball analyst. But if you are looking for one, gladly accept. <laughs> um, he seems to just be, when he's losing confidence with everything else he's having in his pitches and the pitch counts going up, he's just going to say, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to throw it as hard as I can. I'm just going to throw it as hard as I can. Even if it's a meatball down the middle, I want to see them try to get it's it. It's very because, much like a ten-year-old you know, little leaguer like mentality. Like, like I'm not getting what I want, so I'm just gonna throw it as hard as I can. Mm. And guess what? Uh, that's it's not working, and it's yeah. showing you because why do you think so? He's hitting, you know. And if he was throwing a little bit softer those pitches, I wouldn't be shocked. <clears throat> Especially pitching in Oakland, if those stay in, uh, except for that Otani home run last night. That shit was hit to like Alameda. <laughs> that was Otani had a bomb last night. Um, I, I think there's some adjustments he's got to make with that because it's like these guys are catching up. These a lot of these you can't pull the same shit that you were doing when you were struggling in Vegas or when you were struggling in like you no know, Double A and Midland or whatever it could be. You got to learn how to adjust that stuff. So I still have faith. The thing is, man, like. Time is is very limited for unless the Julio. Unless they, we, look, you just okay. said in the A segment like we're not struggling, so it's like it's like what what what, no, what yeah what, like what what are we being impatient about? In terms of like, look, I'm all I'm saying is, I the reason I think we're losing some patience on it is because the trade deadline's coming up. I still think at the end of the day, they should have another starter. I think they need whether it's a, a back end guy to kind of somebody a little more reliable or if you just want to go all in and push the like push all the chips in and get an ace i think they still need that help but if jesus Cesardo can show that he's ready to at least take up 
that role of like you can rely on him to pitch every three days mm-hmm. and he'll go five six innings and you know give up three two three runs or whatever and have what we know what he can do that's going to alleviate a lot of the pressure on the front office and what they should be doing forward that's what i'm saying is like why there should be a little more pressure on it mm-hmm. But also, I'm going to open up my third eye a little bit. I'm going to open my conspiracy theory eye. Here, I'm going to just... This is oh, my third God, eye you here. have a prop. As you know, Chris, I am a big fan of MLB The mm-hmm. Show. Also, shout out shout out to uh, Locked On A's on Twitter because uh, they also are a big MLB The Show fan. We brought up the Robert Poussin card, who is absolute fire. Anyways, Chris, I'm just going to talk to you about this. I'll make it brief as possible. Um, to celebrate... Jackie Robinson, they did a 42 series line of cards, which are in Diamond Dynasty, which is like you create your own team out of these cards, that each team had their designated 42 series card, which is like, uh, you know, not their biggest star, but like, hey, these are the guys on the net, another level. I think there's a curse. I think there's a curse of all the players who've gotten, a majority of players who've gotten that that caveat of being the 42 Who's series in there? card. Lazardo. Who else though? Okay. Willie Adamas for the Rays. Then he got traded. Giancarlo Stanton, injured. Yaz, injured. Cattell Marte, injured. Um uh David Fletcher. He's hitting better now, but ass. So far. Say, Yaz is back. He's doing well. Marte. No, he's yeah, he's back. He's back. But like uh, and then Max Muncy and Diana Bogart's a couple of the guys that came mm-hmm. But like Anthony Santander, not good. Dude, it, fucking uh, everybody's Patrick injured Cor- this year. Patrick, I'm looking at my fucking Patrick fantasy. Corbin. Uh, Patrick Corbin's on my team. I'm looking at my fantasy lineup and it's just, it's yeah, a fucking Patrick mess. Patrick Corbin got sent to AAA. Dude, I think it's a, you know, because you know the Madden curse. Right? Yeah. I think there's a curse. I, I legitimately believe there's a curse for the 42 series okay. in MLB The Show. Okay. Because so many of those guys have been so bad this year, or have been hurt, or have, or you got guys like Xander Bogarts who've kind of pushed through it, and Max Muncy who pushed through it. Okay, good to know. <laughs> I, I, That's why I, I think I, 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 I think he's bad because he's an MLB The Show. No, um, so I, yeah, I get I, your I, frustration, but I, I honestly I think that there's other pitchers in this rotation that you should have more frustration with. Like th- this, I mean, I guess I know I guess he's not in the rotation, so technically that's not right, but. I I'm just I I don't I don't, I, 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 no, I like no, are right. you willing to deal him for for like a Max Scherzer which would be on a rental this this season like I'm not willing to do that there's no fucking way in hell that I do that <laughs> here's the thing I don't want I don't want to say yes because I love I like I love I actually love Hideo Cesardo he's one of my favorite players right now. If we do that, then they better, they better sure as hell better fucking win the World Series. Like, otherwise, it's not worth it to me. Like, that's just that. I, we're, we're talking about the ace of our staff for the next six years. But that's the thing, Chris. That's the thing that we've been talking about for these last few months. We've, we've seen James Caprillion finally coming up, and he's been mm-hmm. awesome. We've talked about... Um, you know, Dalton Jeffries, how we talked about him last week, how he's really been electric and so far in the first few weeks. Um, you know, there's a lot of arms that, like, you know, what's what happens to your puck. That uh, you're telling me, Chris, if you're going to a four game series 
and you have to go against Max Scherzer, Chris Bassett, Sean Manaya, and then have a four option, and you know it it'll be a it'll probably be James Caprillion. I'm just saying, man. In the next season, our rotation is James Caprillion and Bassett Manaya. And then, but if uh, and if, then, if look, you're look, saying hold maybe, on, if you're saying it the way that you're saying it, that it sounds like the A's are going to clean house this off season with everybody who who has some type of trade value. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just this is a this is a road. This is a road. Hold on, this is a road eye. that I'm not like I'm just not looking forward to because I just remember how shitty the 2014 off season was. Anyway. I, I mean, dude, I hear you. When I, I, when, they, when I look so, these numbers, I hear you, but I'm just, yeah. I'm just not, I'm just not. I just think that, I mean, we're playing so well right now. There's no reason to fucking react this way. I, I just, I, 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 yeah, I agree. He should go back to AAA and figure it out. He needs to develop more. Whether, whether it be a solution, month or two or a couple weeks, he needs to do that. It sounds like when Delkin's pretty close, uh, Last I heard, he was going to be on assignment in Vegas to get things together. Uh, That and I think the first thing they should do is once he's ready, he's called up, send his like down, send him there for a month, get him to just get his innings back up, get his whatever problems he's been having when in terms of like just leaving those meatballs up there. Because like I, at the end of the day, I still believe, I still think he's going to be excellent. I still think he has, I still think the world of this guy, but. He needs to fix it. <laughs> and scene. All right, folks. How's this who's the addition to fix it? That was the addition to fix I it. Feel uh, yeah, Julio, do you feel better? Because you vented a lot. Uh, no. Yes, I feel a lot better. Um, I'm glad you kind of talked me off that ledge a little bit. But I, if somebody just gave us this crazy ass offer for some elite pitcher or like. like if, Give him Puck Scherzer, instead. Dude, if you can, hell yeah, I'd give up Puck in a heartbeat. No offense to AJ Puck, but like, hell yeah, I'd give him up in a heartbeat if I got Max Scherzer. All right, Julio, let's move on because it is uh, a long pod and it's getting late. Um, yes. yes, please. This week's coming schedule, we have the Yankees. At the Yankees, obviously. The next two, um, next two, uh, not obviously, sorry. Next two uh, series are going to be away. Just heads up. Uh, we are facing the Yankees. That should be a really big series. I'm sure we will do a lot of shit talking with the four train savages on Twitter. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we all know how much Robbie likes to talk shit. <laughs> um, and then it's Texas. Um, so maybe, you know, um, I don't, the Yankees have been playing very well lately. So I'm hoping we can go into that series and get a nice, nice little like two, two, uh, or sorry, it's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. No, it's a three, three game series. Yeah, right. so I thought, okay, get two. Uh, try and get two games out of there. If we only pull away with one, that's gonna suck. But I think it's pretty realistic that we and can go. Um, only get like two losses in the next two series, maybe even one. And they're avoiding Garrett Cole, yeah. so that's nice. And, um, you know, we got to say, man, first full capacity game at Yankee Stadium. <clears throat> so congrats, you know, to Robbie, Rich, Tyler, the four train guys. Hopefully you guys can make a game this series because uh, we really hope our boys are going to be spanking that Yankee ass. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, Julio, who is your player of the week? You know... I kind of regret we talked about a pre-show and I kind of regret it already, but I'm just going to stick with it because we're starting to see a little production. What did you want to switch to? What did you want to switch to? I, I, I don't, 
uh, it's on the fly, so I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'm just going to stick to my guns here. I'm going to go with Murph. Nice. Uh, he only hit 250 this last week. Oh, I'm sorry. He hit 210. Um, that being said. He's been better but he he's been he's balls. been better behind the plate, too, though. I will say. I shitted on him yeah, two he's weeks been better about behind that. The plate. He's been a lot better. Uh, uh, he was better behind the plate. He, he His four hits, he had two singles, two home runs, three RBIs, three walks. He struck out seven times. Again, sophomore year, it's going to take some time. He was hit by pitch two times, which, Angels, yo, you guys got to get your shit together in terms of hitting pitchers because it seems like left and right guys are hitting a hit throughout the day. Um, but to capitalize what Chris said, I think he's been fit sensation. He's really stepped up behind the plate. Yeah, uh, We've been a couple of guys who've been harping on Frankie recently over his last few items, and he was excellent yesterday. He looked like Frankie Mont- Montes. And I think a part of that reason was uh, Sean Murphy behind the plate. So, Sean, you're my guy. So, I am obviously, you know, picking the obvious choice. So, the the obvious, the, we, the, the, there's a pretty clear front runner this week, folks. And uh, me and Julio knew that. So, we had to talk about who was going to take him. And I really wanted to take him because I've been really impressed. And I've been disappointed and kind of down on him. Uh, this past mu- this past year, and I've said on this podcast, you know, maybe his something to do with his hip injury. Like maybe he's like he's done for for good. He's not done for good, ladies and gentlemen. Matt Chapman is back. Listen to these splits because it's pretty incredible. Julio, three eighty five batting average the last seven games. Oh, only six strikeouts, two home runs, ten hits, eight runs. Oh, eight oh. runs on ten hits. It's been. F- incredible he hit a, a bomb yesterday um that was fun um uh, my guy's back and he look he's still been doing it defensively he still makes those insane planes plays like there was the play that he, yesterday that where he or was that today or was that yesterday where he dropped <laughs> right. the ball and no, still I, out out through that that play to first base yeah and i think it was like suzuki was around at first so they're like you know thankfully yeah. he's he's slow as but, dirt, but i uh i <laughs> i tweeted um uh, I retweeted that, and my response, my quote was uh, on the tweet was, uh, "Even when he fucks up, he doesn't, because he do- that's just how good he is. Even when he fucks up the play, he still makes it. Like that's just he's just yeah. He's it's. I hope that this is for good though. I hope he doesn't go back into yeah. another insane slump for a couple of months. I hope that this is back to MVP, top ten player in the league caliber play." It's weird. The team is in, is in such unison that I feel like there's nobody who's in a deep, deep slump right yeah. now. But even even somebody like Mitch Moreland, who you know I, he hasn't been. I'll be honest, he hasn't been good mm-hmm. most of the year. He's clutch. Yeah. He he hits when he he's needs been to. Playing, that's super. He's important. been playing better lately too, though. I wouldn't say Mitch is, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and Chris, and they have so much fun. Uh, I mean, like for example, we uh, there was a picture this morning of 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 um, Chapman and and Caprillion walking into the 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 Coliseum together. Um, Chapman was holding two coffees. It's like, oh, that's cute. They went and got coffee together this morning. <laughs> what? Where do you think they got their coffee? It was a Starbucks cup. I looked at it. it you know, shameful. Oh, shameful. Come on. Shameful. They need to be. Yeah, you got to step you up. Got filled. You got to step up your coffee game, Chapman. And you know what's funny? I don't know if you follow Caprillion on Instagram. They're total yeah. pros. They like one of them. I think they're, he's always at Chappie's house. I think Chappie has a house with Wanna Creek mm-hmm. or something. But like, you can see like Mount Dabble in the I background. Bet, I bet so Cap's Cal probably a big video together. game guy. That's probably why he connects with with him. Dude, it's I'm telling you, Chris, man. Like, that's 
that's just the lifestyle of players because it's like I think they talked about yeah. it last year. It's like during this whole when you know you couldn't really socialize. Yeah, it's like yeah, we just go play, we go back to the hotel, and then we play Call of Duty, and that's all. And that's what yeah, it's do. it's completely different as like in the seventies when they would like go out and fucking party all night. Instead. They also didn't have well, cocaine. Also, there wasn't and, a, a yeah. global yeah, they didn't have a global pandemic in the seventies. Chris, yeah, but I mean they were uh, like that before. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we're, let's go through our essential tools of the week. I think I nailed it. You did. I had Elvis this was Andrews. A good one. He hit. Yeah, Elvis was awesome this last week. He hit 285. He hit four singles, four doubles, six RBIs. Bro, he's turned into a doubles machine. Like that's what's up. He's been hanging out with Jed Lowry a little too much, man. And uh, I think we talked about it last week with the Trevor Story trade rumors. That'd be cool. But I think Elvis is really starting to come mm-hmm. around. Big fan of him. Great job, Elvis. Chris, you had Mr. Sorvin Irvin, Cole Irvin himself, uh, his first start against Kansas City. He was he had a pretty good start, six innings, six hits, one earned run, and four strikeouts. Uh, today against the Angels, a little shaky. He kind he finished strong, but um, 5.2 innings, nine hits, four earned runs, two walks, two Ks. Think I'd give him a solid B minus on the yeah. Board. I mean, dude, I, like I said to you last night, I felt so confident about this pick, and then I was like, dude, I just hope that he just can get away with a win, and he kind of blew it, and luckily the offense kind of like saved him. But daytime baseball in Oakland, man, you yeah. never know. Chris, who do you got this week? I got Frankie Montas because the dude cannot fucking string together like two solid start or three solid starts in a row. So I want him to prove me wrong this week. And I want him to like, you know, be the Frank Frankie fucking stud ace Cy Young candidate pitcher that he can be. And and you the way you have to do that is you have to string together quality starts. You can't do this two great starts where you look like a stud and then you just completely look like you don't even belong in the big leagues. Like he's got to get some consistency and dude, he's been dressing super swagadelic lately. I've been seeing a lot of pre free pre pre like uh game, like photos of them walking in and he has been swagging it up. So bring some of that swagger to the mound with you and just start striking fuckers out. Who's yours. You know, I gotta say, um, I think what I love so much about Frankie <laughs> And I think Elvis is kind of in the same boat is like, look, you can take away them, you know, having terrible outings. You can take away them hitting below 200. You're never going to take away their joy, man. Even when Frankie is, you know, having a bad outing. He's still gonna be happy because it's like, dude, I'm in this the whole, Like, what are you, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Team, like, I'm, I've dude, made this whole it. team has so much fun this season. It's nice to see like that that camaraderie. It really like, is on a different level. It's it's cool. Like them playing thumb, them playing like thumb war when they're doing the rain delay waiting. Uh, that was great. I don't know if you saw. There was a clip of uh, Frankie just finished his last. He finished. He got um, pulled from the game. He went back to the dugout, <laughs> and like Murph was like, "Hey, you're good mm-hmm. doing this, you know, catcher stuff." And then Manaya, and then he went up to the pitcher circle, and Manaya went up to him and did like this to his chin, and then went like that underneath. And I'm like, "What the hell did he do?" And he's like, "He let him off the hook." <laughs> they're just having too much fun, man. I love it. Yeah, I love how it's just much of a goofball Manaya is. He's he's they're, definitely they're, he's definitely a part of that for sure. But yeah. Anyway. Oh, they're dorks. All I right, who's it. yours? Uh, Chris, I just I, yeah, I just have a quick question for you. Uh, where's the MLB headquarters? Is it in New York? It's not in New York. It is in New York City. That's right. So it's like, hey, and, you know, the bright lights of New York, you know, if you make it here, you can make it anywhere. Yada, yada, yada. 
Uh, I'm going to apologize to my family or to my parents as well as your mom because she was talking about this last week. I want Matt Olson to hit the fucking shit out of the ball in New York next this weekend <laughs> to prove all these people who have him seventh in MVP votings how stupid they are. And I want him because I want him on the brightest stage to have a two run two home run game in New York. I want Yankee fans at full capacity to boo their team because of how terrible they are. And it's all because of Matt Olson. And because he is that dude, my hot take, I think Matt Olson at the end of the season is going to be MVP finalist. I don't know if he's going to win it, but Matt Olson, show these assholes why they're wrong. I want you to have a big weekend in New York. So I was trying to see if any of these games are on um, national TV. Um, Two out of three are. <laughs> is it Saturday? Two, two, is it Saturday? Two of, no, two out of three are. Um, no, it's not the Saturday like showcase game on Fox, but it's on MLB Network. Um, and then Sunday is on TBS. So because basketball is kind of ending its run, um, the TBS games are starting back up. The Sunday TBS games are starting back up. So that's pretty sun, – Sunday morning – or yeah, Sunday morning. No. Yeah, Sunday morning TBS games are starting back up. So that's pretty cool. Dude, I love a I love a good Sunday morning baseball. Yeah. Just wake up, you have some coffee, make a solid it's breakfast, great. and just hang out. Um, awesome. So for those Ace fans out there, you know what you should do on Sunday is you should wake up at uh, what the fuck? Where is this shit? Oh, I lost it. You should wake up. You well, should wake up off, in the morning. You should wake up and call. Go ahead. Wake up and hit up your dad. Tell him happy well, Father's Day. I, one and would you. assume that you're spending it with your dad if you're not. Well, I mean, maybe I, I'm not going to be. So maybe you're too I'm shy. not going to be. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, just, you know, just Sorry just call your dad and be like, hey, dad, um, you know, happy Father's Day. And you know what you should do today, dad, is you should check out the U.S. Open 1, which is fine. Um, and then you should turn it on at 10 o'clock, um, the College World Series. Um, and then at 12 o'clock, you flip it over to the A's Yankees game on TBS. Boom. You're welcome for figuring out the best Saturday or Sunday of your life. That's all I got. I'm, I'm done after that. Well, I'm done with that statement. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> um, all right, Chris. What, did my mom say that we cussed too much too? <laughs> when we were at your – when I was with your – for your birthday mm-hmm. – um, they were just like, oh, I love you guys and stuff. He's like, you know, Chris just sometimes just use a little more language. And it's just like, you know, what? that's that's just. I use it. that around her, too. So I don't know. Whatever. Sorry, Mom. I, I, I'm not going to stop. Anyway. <laughs> it's 2021. Um, all right, Julio. That's the end of the pod. Do you have any last things you want to um, bring up to the listeners that they should do besides watch the College World Series this weekend? Um, yeah, happy Father's Day, happy man, Father's Day. to all of our our to all of our all of our listeners who are follow our. Fathers. Do you know any new father uh, fathers that you want to give shout outs to? Oh, I'll totally space it out. Oh, actually, hell yes, I do. I'm gonna give a shout out. I know he's probably not listening. Shout out to one of my longest friends for the last oh god, 16, 15 years. Shout out to Kevin Miller. Hmm. To my, I don't know if you knew that. Did not know that. Our boy Kevin, Ket, our shout out to K Mill, uh, also known as Kev Dog on the Switch. We play a lot of Overwatch, but also he's now Kev Dad. 
Uh, he became a father in this last month. So I just want to give a shout out. I didn't out even to know him. his wife was pregnant. Proud That's wild. You know, COVID happens, baby. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to Kevin. You found dad. Shout out to my brothers, Elias, Andrew, Mondo. Um, all actually going to see Mondo next week. So that's pretty dope. Shout out to those dads out there. And a uh, shout out to uh, the OG dads of Vettel. You know, teach me what I know about Oakland nice. baseball. I got none. You know, if you're if you're a recent dad or a, a, a recentish dad in my life, and I don't shout you out, you know who you are. You got it. I mean, shout out your dad, David. David, I, a magical man. My dad is the farthest thing from a recent dad. I, I know, but like the man, the mural himself, I'm, I'm the John just, Deere mural. My general thing was giving out recent dad shout outs, not dad know, shout outs. I just want to give my brothers are all thin fudge, whatever. That's true. Anyway, yeah, your nephew, that's all I got. if he's a freshman in high school, yeah, that's not recent. He's going to be a sophomore. He's playing baseball. He's going to make, he's going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the equivalent of James Comprillion's dad, except the drunk uncle at the game <laughs> one day. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on all platforms. Give us a shout-out. Give us a review on whatever podcast platform that you listen to us. If you watch us on YouTube, give us a shout-out on YouTube as well. Share us around, and we'll be back next week because we always are. Julio, last but not, certainly not least. I've got two, actually. One, let's go Oakland. And two? And we're being about the classic. Yankees suck! <laughs> Yankees suck! Yankees suck! Suck it, Rob. The Town Tailgate is an independently produced podcast. It is written and executive produced by this guy, Chris Madrigal, <laughs> and my partner in crime, Julio Reynoso. It is sound mixed and edited by yours truly social media management and marketing is run by once again my partner julio renoso and a special thanks and shout out to my brother larry madrigal for composing and producing our theme song as well as graphic designing our album cover and artwork thank you so much for listening everybody please tune in next week please subscribe and last but not least as we always say Let's go Oakland.